Welcome. Good Friday afternoon out there. Gabe DeArmond here with our final live show of the week, or at least on a weekday, obviously. Game day tomorrow, homecoming weekend in Columbia, Missouri, North Texas. We'll be in town, but as we do every Friday, it is time to make college football picks this week, uh, coming off, at least for me, the best week of the year, uh, also the worst week of the year because I didn't gamble any actual money. But we will get to uh, the guest, Joe Waljasper, here in a minute, and we will give you excellent gambling advice, as we always do. Before that, just uh, excellent life advice, uh, fixing a furnace for the people at MasterTech, as easy as beating North Texas, uh, but battling breast cancer is a real fight and one that they are trying to do their best to help out with in this month of October. Uh, throughout October, Master Tech Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling will donate $10 from every HVAC service call and $100 of each heating and cooling system sold to the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink campaign. A great time to get your furnace repaired or replaced and also help out a great cause. You can call Master Tech at 777-7777 to get on the schedule. Also, if you do that and you are a viewer of this show or a listener, if you're listening on the podcast, if you set up that visit with one of Master Tech's comfort advisors, you get a free quote. You're going to get a $35 credit good on future service work on plumbing, heating, or cooling if you tell them you heard about it on our fine show here on powermazoo.com. And uh, speaking of that special for the occasion, Joe Waljasper, you just, you're scheduling Master Tech appointments on the same day you're on the show. So uh, excellent cross-promotion there. So if uh, you hear a knock on the door and you hear a, a uh, poodle going nuts... <laughs> It's Master Tech. It's the plumber. All right, good deal. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll do our best to to get you in and out. So you uh you've cut back to writing once a month because you don't uh you know you're you're not necessarily your job to follow Missouri every day. But obviously, I'm and sure you're not right. You're right. I'm sure. Well, last week was actually one of those weeks where you're like, hey, I can write about this. There's material here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm sure you still follow college football avidly enough to give our viewers excellent gambling advice. Um, about as much as you might expect. So. <laughs> well, about I, as much as, as, as this show deserves. <laughs> I, I do want to point out, I am 30 and 15 on the season, so I should have been against the spread. I should have been gambling all year. I don't, I, I may just quit and, uh, and gamble everything I've saved. So, yeah. The, well, uh, you could have done pretty well by, uh, Betting against Missouri every week. Every single week. 0-5 oh, oh against the spread, one of three teams in the country. But the good news is Clemson is also one of those teams. So, uh, you know, they're they're in fine company. But, we'll, uh, look, I like to start strong on this show, and we'll go ahead and start revealing the games we're going to pick. And I I would find it hard for anybody to disagree with this statement. The game of the year in college football is this weekend – it is Connecticut at Massachusetts. It's two of the best programs in the country. Connecticut's favored by three and a half. I, I mean, I, I think we could just pick this game and it would make a fine show. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's cool that Iowa is playing Penn State this week and uh, we're picking UMass UConn. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yes. on board. I, I think we get to Iowa Penn State at some point, but we have to start with UMass UConn. So, uh, I, I can you first of all, can you name a player for either team? Because there's zero chance that I could. Um, I think it's Marcus Camby and Ray Allen. <laughs> uh, those are my two. Okay, okay. Which one? Uh, which one's better? What do you think? Mm, 
Alex Oriaki, I think, is going to be the key to this game. Uh, <laughs> no, I I was forced to do a little research on this since okay. I hadn't watched a ton of UMass this year, yeah. and I, I I did enough cursory research to know they've lost by 88 combined points the last two weeks, while UConn has lost by four combined points the last two weeks. So I think UConn's going to win this one uh, by 84. 84. So, I go with the Huskies. I, yeah, I think uh, I think eighty four would cover it. I, uh, yeah. I I have watched zero minutes of UMass football in the history of UMass, but I did watch the last drive of UConn Vanderbilt last week when Vanderbilt won on a last second touchdown or a last second field goal. I've mm-hmm. got to think Vanderbilt's better than UMass, so for that reason, I'm going UConn to cover the three and a half. Um, it'll probably be like six to two, something along those lines. Uh, this will be like um, if you were to bet on like a diaper derby at halftime of a basketball game where like there's six of them out there and three of them just dissolve into tears and two of them go sideways and, and one, you just got to hope you got the one that moves forward. Anybody watching this game should actually immediately dissolve into tears. Uh, there's no excuse think, for watching this game on television. Even by us talking about it, I think we're going to end up on a watch list. It's going to be like uh, – you're going to be on Facebook and it's going to be like uh, 1-800-BETS-OFF ads targeted advertising for you. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's just going to be the Power Mizzou logo. So, all right, let's let's move on to a game that we, I think, could at least name one player. Um, I, I'm going to take the under on Tennessee rushing for 457 yards this week, but they're at home favored by 10.5 over South Carolina. What do you think? So I think any outcome against Mizzou should be thrown out like you would throw out an FCS game. So I think Tennessee's getting way too much credit here. Um, The Josh Heupel offense, they always – they're great against a bad defense, not so great against a uh, competent defense. And South Carolina actually has pretty good defense. So I think this this line is inflated. Um, So I would go with the Gamecocks here. I almost went with uh, South Carolina for the the simple – like the letdown after the huge win over Missouri by Tennessee. But – I think South Carolina's like maybe not even as good as Missouri, so I'm going Heupel to uh, to put up a bunch of points and cover at home in front of the uh, the rabid Tennessee fans that will be convinced that next year is the year they're going to win the national title after seeing uh, Tennessee beat uh, beat Mizzou and South Carolina. And I hesitate to do this. We're actually getting to good games now. Um, games that like more than seven people might watch. Georgia is nearing Alabama territory of just bet on them. No matter what the spread is, Georgia giving 15 and a half at Auburn. What do do you got? Uh, Yeah, I I, I would kind of agree with you that Georgia's defense is so good when you start figuring out, well, that's a lot of points, but it's like, yeah, but who on Auburn is good enough to to put together a drive against Georgia? Um, so yeah, Georgia, their defensive coordinator, I think is probably going to end up being the hot coordinator to a head coaching name after the end of the season, Dan Lanning, Richmond, Park Hill South guy. Yeah. 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 I went to William Jewell. So maybe file that away. If Mizzou needs a head coach in the next 10 years that he might be a hot name, but, or if, or if William Jewell needs a head coach. True. That would be a, uh, an interesting career move to move from a, uh, (laughs) 
SEC to NAIA might be the first time. You never know. Um, yeah, I like Georgia in this one. I just don't think Auburn has the kind of offense that is going to be able to incrementally drive it down the field, which you would have to do against Georgia. Yeah, I uh, against my better judgment, I just think there's got to be a week where maybe Auburn or maybe Georgia doesn't look incredible, um, where they just kind of you know they don't really play. They're going to win, but they don't play great. I think Auburn's a tough place to play. I think Auburn actually thinks maybe they're kind of decent after uh, after winning at LSU. So I don't know why I just typed in that I'm picking Georgia because I'm not picking Georgia. I'm actually picking Auburn to lose but cover. It's going to be like 24 to 14. I just think this is kind of a – for some reason, I think it's just like a go-through-the-motions game for Georgia. I'm sure that makes no sense. I'm sure Auburn's probably going to get blown out, but – that's what I'm going with. Uh, best game of the week, maybe. LSU given LSU a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Kentucky. I'm going to venture to guess that has never happened in college football history before. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if LSU was any good back when Kentucky had Jared Lorenzen as a quarterback, and they used to win a few games. Right. Um, it seems like this would be the classic one team is ready for a letdown and one team is desperate, but – Eh, with LSU is so bad at running the ball. Um, they're like the 128th, I think, or something like that in the nation at running it, which okay. seems weird. And Kentucky will make you uh, beat them with – they're going to keep everything in front of them. So I just don't know that LSU is a discipline to to play that way and, and win. So I'm going to I'm gonna take Kentucky here, even though you have to give up the three and a half. Yeah, I, I'm impressed that uh... – the LSU running stat, that's the most research that's ever been given out on this show. So, uh, so it's very impressive. Our viewers are much more knowledgeable than they've been on any previous episode. I actually – I had LSU down, and then you kind of convinced me. LSU's just – they're just not any good at much of anything. I think they're just kind of playing out the string, waiting to uh, fire Gene Chizik. I mean, Ed Orgeron and uh, – Kentucky's got that like Kentucky Kentucky could go 11 and 1 if they win this game. Kentucky 11 and 1 going to the Sugar Bowl. This is not a sentence I ever thought I would say when Missouri joined the SEC. But mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, they it, it does set up nicely for them and plus, you know, if they lose to Georgia, then they're not going to have to take another loss in the SEC Championship game, so. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and I still think they're losing to Georgia. They're not like win the East good. Um Right. Also not win the East good is Vanderbilt, which is only giving 38 and a half at Florida this week. Um, when they, I, I think they were like a 36 point underdog to Georgia and they played so badly in that game. Georgia was covering in the first quarter. And so now the line is actually even higher against a Florida team. That's not as good. Yeah. I think in the, the line is this high, um, for the underdog, it's a matter of is the opposing coach a big enough jerk to really want to run it up? And I 100%. think we know anything about Dan Mullen is that that he is very willing uh, to play that role. So for that reason, I'm taking the Gators. Yeah, and Florida lost. They got beat last week at uh, at Kentucky. So I think they're probably angry and they're going to come out and – prove that they can beat up the weakest kid in class and they are going to beat the 
piss out of Vanderbilt. It's going to be like 41-3 at halftime, and Florida will do enough in the in the uh, in the second half to cover. Um, all right, now out of the SEC for a minute. The game that like used to be the biggest game of the year um, when we were covering Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River, whatever we call it, Oklahoma favored by three and a half over uh, over Texas in Dallas. What what do you think? I really haven't been very impressed by Oklahoma this year. I've actually seen them play a few times. Um, Texas, I, I do like that, that they at least have a, a running back who's an NFL guy and Bijan Robertson, but mm-hmm. Oklahoma can actually stop the run. So without any real conviction, I'll take the Sooners. <laughs> I I keep waiting for Oklahoma to actually be good. Like I think they're ranked fifth in the country, and they look like they should be ranked about 35th. Um mm-hmm. But Oklahoma never covers in this game. I think Texas actually might just win this game straight up. Um, I would like. I'm rooting for like a Texas Iowa State Big Twelve title game or something, just to see somebody different. I'm picking Texas to win. They probably won't, but uh, even if they don't win, I, I'm at least hopeful they cover. Um, trap game for Alabama. I don't know if you saw that. Nick Saban calls Texas A&M a trap game for for the Crimson Tide now. They're favored by 17-and-a-half in College Station. That's just a – that's a total dig at Jimbo Fisher. Like, 100%. You're not even really good enough to, to be considered a threat. You're the – you've become our Vanderbilt. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, the only real opponent of Alabama during the regular season at this point is, is boredom. But I think Jimbo Fisher's offseason – comment probably was enough to manufacture a little motivation for them and A&M really I mean you almost have to have a dynamic quarterback to even hang with Alabama the games they've lost it's usually been to a, like a mobile dynamic quarterback and that is sort of the opposite of, of Zach Calzado so uh Alabama that, that's what I'd want someone to describe me as just immobile completely non-dynamic that's a that's an incredibly uh complimentary uh review but yeah I, the only question is can alabama score 25 points because there's no way a&m scoring more than seven uh, i mean a&m's offense is dreadful alabama is gonna like run away and hide and like you said i think I can't remember the exact quote, but Jimbo Jimbo said something in the summer like when Alabama showed up, they were he guaranteed they were going to kick Alabama's ass, and I feel like that that's not aging well uh, for Jimbo, and, and the season is is going south very quickly. He didn't specify. He might have meant women's basketball, <laughs> and that's a possibility. I don't know if A and M's any good at that, but I don't think Jimbo coaches it. Although he 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 gets paid enough, he should coach every damn team on campus. Uh, the other thing is, like, for Texas A&M, for all the – you know, it is a great atmosphere or whatever, but they lose there a lot. I mean, I think I personally watched Missouri beat them there three times, so I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's that big a deal that the, Alabama is not going to wilt at Kyle Field. <laughs> right. They get a bunch of people in there, but they just aren't that good. They're never that good. Yeah. Um, all right, staying in the SEC, this – actually, this should be a, a good game of, like, these were the two teams last week that everybody said, oh, hey, they've got a chance, and, and this is their – moment on the national stage and they both kind of tripped and fell um arkansas six point underdog at ole miss now sam Pittman uh was the head coach at my high school alma alma mater a few years after i graduated and so i have at one time i did play a game of pickup basketball with sam as a teammate in my high school gym 
And I can tell you, he was, he's a willing shooter. Um, <laughs> and past results do not indicate future attempts. So he's a guy with a short memory. Um, and I think that's going to serve him well. That Georgia loss is not going to bother him. Um, I think last year, Barry Odom's defense intercepted Matt Corral six times. Correct. So yeah. Feel good about the Razorbacks in this one. Okay. Um, I, I think I think you go with whatever the best unit on the field is. I think the best unit on the field is Ole Miss's offense. Um, I Arkansas's defense is good, but I, I think Corral kind of kind of gets him going again. I think Lane Kiffin has a little fire. I think Ole Miss covers. I'm looking at this. We've disagreed on like virtually every game, so that makes for a good week. I don't think we're going to disagree on our last game, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. We usually spend a little extra time on this, on the last game. We always pick Mizzou last. When I last I looked at the line, it is a 19 point favorite for Missouri over uh, the Fighting Wren Bakers and Seth Latrells. What do you think? I, I have zero confidence that anybody on the staff knows how to fix this defense because because it's been five if anybody, weeks. If anybody had a good idea, they wouldn't have last week uh, decided what we really need to do is take a defensive lineman and stand him up as a linebacker, and it's kind of like that's kind of like I've got you know I've got this COVID and I'm going to go down to the feed store and let's give this ivermectin a shot. That's kind of <laughs> what we're looking at here with when you, when you come up with a three three five with a defensive tackle playing. Uh, yeah. So I don't think it's going to be fixed. And I, as I was watching that game, I think we even texted during the game. I was like, "This is the kind of loss that is going to require a blood sacrifice." And yeah. so, sorry, sorry, Jethro, you were the guy. Um, but unless he was teaching those defensive linemen to backpedal five yards and fall down, um, <laughs> I don't think his departure is going to change that much. So, with that said, I think Missouri wins this game. Uh, does not win by 19 points. So it is. We've come to the conclusion this has not all been Jethro Franklin's fault. We think there's there's more blame to go around. The the issues are deeper seated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I uh, I have made the same pick on every show I've done this week. I am picking Missouri 81-78 on a Harrison Nevis mm. three pointer um, with the assist from from long snapper Jake Hoffman. Um, I couldn't name a North Texas basketball player, but I do know they got their first ever NCAA tournament win last year. Um, Grant McCasland is the coach. This is going to be, this is going to be a basketball score that would actually upset Conzo Martin. Far too many points for a basketball game in this one. 81-78. So I guess I've got Missouri winning. I do not have Missouri covering. Um, like what? In all seriousness, though, what should cause concern in this game for Missouri fans? Like if they. It, I don't think even if you win like forty-five to ten, I don't think anybody walks out of here necessarily feeling better. But what do you see this weekend that you go, "Oh yeah, we're not any better," and it's like one and five the rest of the way? Mm, I think you would need you would need to hold them to about one hundred and fifty yards rushing or less to make me think it, this could in any way be translatable to to yeah. at least holding an SEC team to two hundred fifty yards. Um, that, you know, make them occasionally throw the ball, you know, out of more than just boredom. Um, yeah. That would be what I would like to see. Because I think as it is, you know, you could say, well, maybe in one of these future games that get a couple turnovers, but you're not really forcing a lot of turnovers when you're just chasing guys and just happy to push them out of bounds, which is, I mean, they're not really, it's not like one guy's standing someone up and someone else is flying in and hitting the ball. It's like, there's just nobody near these guys. Right. So right. that, 
that that makes the turnover part pretty difficult. You basically like maybe Jalen Carlisle is a weight on the the one yard line and punch the ball out as they're crossing the goal line. That seems to be their, their best defensive play this year. <laughs> I went back and looked. Uh, there's one team in Missouri history that's giving up, given up more rushing yards per game than this one. Were you in Columbia in 1991? Yeah, this – now, see, I went to college during the Bob Still era, yeah. so I've seen, I've seen this show before. It doesn't end well. Yes. They, yeah, that was – Bob Stoll's 91 team gave up 334 yards a game rushing, but, like, that was against – peak Colorado, peak Nebraska, and pretty close to peak Oklahoma, not um, not SEMO and Tennessee and uh, and Boston College. So I I feel like I believe, those numbers believe, are better. I believe the way that season ended was with uh, Tony Sands being hoisted on his team, KU <laughs> teammates' shoulders and carried out the field after rushing for 396 yards by himself against Missouri. Yeah, that's uh, – I forgot about the Tony Sands game. Uh, those were the those were the glory years. I'm sure everybody's happy that we're referencing those on this show. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right, well, you've got – Joe, you've got high standards to live up to. So far, our guests this year are 23 and 22. So, like, if you finish under – 500 this week you're officially the one that that gives the guests a non-winning record for the season so a lot of pressure um i know that that there is uh there are thousands of people who watch this show and base their gambling picks for saturday on it so well if i win i hope i get a free toilet unclogging or something along those lines to make it all worthwhile yeah when the master tech guy shows up just say hey i heard about it on power mizzou you get a 35 dollar gift card i think Okay, I'm excited about that. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one, Joe. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the time. See you later. All right, that is Joe Wall Jasper joining us this week as the guest picker on our Master Tech Choosing Wisely Pick Show. Let's take one more look and, and run through these uh, UConn-UMass. Like, that's just such an awful game. We had to pick it. Uh, we both go UConn based on nothing. Uh, I've got Tennessee. Joe's got South Carolina. I've got Auburn. He's got Georgia. We agree on Kentucky and Florida and Alabama and North Texas. Um, I've got Ole Miss. He's got Arkansas. And then the one other difference, I've got Texas. He's got OU in the Red River showdown or rivalry, I believe it's called these days. Uh, I'm 30 and 15 on the year. The guests are 23 and 22. So Joe's got to, Joe's got to represent and make up a little ground on me. Um, as always in all seriousness, uh, gamble if you want to, where it's legal, if you want to don't blame us. If you lose, uh, we, we don't recommend our picks. We do this surely for fun and we do it. Thanks to the folks at master tech, You can find them online at mastertechphc.com. There's the web address right there. The coolest phone number on the planet at 573-777-7777. And once again, want to remind you that MasterTech this month, all October, they are donating $10 from every HVAC service call and $100 of every heating and cooling system sold to the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Great time to get your furnace repaired or replaced and help out a great cause at the same time. Give them a call, 573-777-7777 to get on the schedule. Again, $10 from every service call, $100 for every heating and cooling system sold donated to that American Cancer Society campaign. 
And hey, you don't necessarily even have to spend the money with them right away. But if you call them and set up a free uh, consultation with one of their comfort advisors, they're going to come out, give you a free quote on a new heating and cooling system. Just let you know what it would cost if ever you need to. Uh, you'd get a $35 credit for future service work on plumbing, heating, or cooling. Some restrictions do apply, but let them know uh, when you make that call that you heard about it here on Choosing Wisely on PowerMizzou.com, and they'll hook you up with a uh, $35 credit for future work. So appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us here all week. We always just try to end the week just having a little bit of fun, messing around, picking college football games terribly. So that is what we've done on the way out. We'll give you one more look at the games we picked and who picked which team uh, for the first time all year. Neither person on the show picks Mizzou to cover because Mizzou is 0-5 against the spread this year. So smart money says bet on Alabama, bet against Mizzou. You probably end up uh, winning money, honestly. We both do think Missouri's going to win the game, but we both think they're not going to win it by as many as 20 points. So um, kickoff tomorrow at 3 p.m. That means we're going to start our pregame show right about 1.45 tomorrow afternoon. We'll lead you right up to kickoff of Mizzou and North Texas. And then, obviously, we'll be back here after the game with the postgame drink to either uh, – Celebrate a week of relief or uh, let you commiserate about another terrible week for Missouri football. We'll see how it goes, uh, but we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us all week. Thanks once again to the folks at MasterTech. Go see them at MasterTechPHC.com or give them a call at that number, 573-777-7777. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow.